HH, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Happy uh, Ramadan to our Ramadan folks tonight. <laughs> much appreciated, dude. Yeah, much appreciated. We had to move a little time early because, you know, I got to finish sooner so I can go eat. <laughs> and, and, I and I think you have to also, what is it? Uh, no eating from sundown. You can't eat after sundown, right? Till next day. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It is uh, one of those traditions. Well, that's good. Traditions are great. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually it feels good. I have to say. So it's a happy it's a happy time, right? A happy New Year. Is that right? Well, it's a it's just a, an interesting month for a lot of things. It's spiritual. It's physical. Um, it's a month of patience. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work. I mean, people do intermittent fasting and they feel it. And, you know, so you do fast about 14 hours a day. So it does. Oh, wow. Little, yep. It's it's uh, that kind of thing. But it's fun, man. I, I enjoy it. It's once a year. We'll get through it. Oh, well, you, you, you have, uh, you're not done yet before Easter, right? We have our, our uh, uh, what do you call it, our Palm Sunday this, this weekend. And then the following weekend is our Easter. Easter yep. Sunday. All right. Well, it's almost done. But you're going to be away, right? I leave for vacation. Let me just tell you. I just, I just got my ticket the other day. I leave for vacation on the, uh, what is it, April, uh, what is it here? April, April, April. Uh, looks like I leave on the Tuesday, April 4th. And I come back on April 11th. Nice. All right. I guess we'll skip in next week. <laughs> we don't have to skip. I'm still here. I don't leave till. I mean, I could still connect with. I I have my radio show in the morning, and then um, and then I think I get on a plane in the afternoon. Later, mm. sometime. All right. Well, where are you heading? Somewhere good, I'm assuming. Heading to folks. See my folks in Naples, Florida. Oh, sweet, sweet. It's gotta be nice and warm. I have to say. It's been uh, boosting up slowly. We had 55 degrees. I was so happy to see that 55 degree temperature. I hope it stays there. My temperature has a problem staying there. It keeps like fluctuating down. Oh, well, I am I am trying to actually get you on the screen here because we are on Instagram and uh, cool. Instagram cuts the, the picture so they can see just half of us. <laughs> we got to move in a little closer so they can see us. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. It's weird with Instagram because uh, it's um, yeah. See, like we gotta get in. That's it. That's that's the. We gotta move to this side. Hey, hey. Yo. What's up, people? What's up? Yeah, maybe maybe this is the angle. You stay here. I stay here. Okay. Maybe we can see both of us at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah, interesting, isn't it? Well, I guess it has a format, and the format does not, you know, uh, feed well when you're sending it from a, a streamer, like, you know, like StreamYard or Restream or any of those. They don't like streaming. Yeah, so you got to do it live, live on, on the platform, then you can crop it and, you know, get it centered. But when we do it this way, it's a little hard. So, yeah, now people can see us just a little bit on the edge here. I'm trying to get as much on the angle as possible. <laughs> so, uh, what are we talking about, John, today? It's oh, well, this week I've been talking a lot about patience. 
Last oh. week I talked about how to build an A team. Um, I talked about the evolution of the first calculator that started out about four hundred dollars, and uh, now we can still get that calculator in our pocket that graphs and does so much more. It used to be the size of our entire desk and have vacuum tubes on it. Hmm. So uh, changed changed quite a bit, and um, patience is an interesting thing because. People tend to want to gravitate toward doing something. They do it wrong, and then they get impatient because it doesn't work. So they feel that if they become impatient, it's just going to work. See, that doesn't that doesn't work. You, you can't suddenly get angry and then get more impatient and just expect it to work. That's insanity, um, HH. Einstein it said it. The same thing over and over and over again. And expecting different results, that's insanity. That's what the definition is. <laughs> At least that's how we, we, we know it all. <laughs> well, what, what patient is, um, it's a virtue, as they say, right? Or maybe it's not, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it is, but I think some people, you know, they don't realize the moment. And they have a problem and they just want everything to like, you know, they want to take that square peg in the round hole kind of concept. Uh, you know, people are funny. Everybody wants everything down to yesterday. No one has patience these days. Everybody has expectations. And by the way, when I say everybody, I think we all are you know, guilty at a certain point. I mean, we all have some similar approach to it, right? I mean, maybe some better than others, but I think we all kind of, to a point, have that issue. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think people have different degrees or dichotomies of patience. I was talking with an author uh, earlier today and uh, he wrote a book and he was saying that, you know, the whole reason he wrote the book, he's an engineer like myself. He wrote a book because he got tired of the, uh, the battle between home and family. And he wanted to figure out what kind of variables he could change to make life better. And so I just wanted to figure out what could he change that could affect it. And what he realized is that the same things you change at home could affect the same things you change at your work. It came up with the concept of the flywheel, which is not new to many of us, but we have to learn how to get the flywheel going and how to keep it going. You know, the days of the funnel are gone. The sales funnels are gone. No more sales funnels. Because everything you put in the sales funnel just drops on the floor and you don't see it anymore. And nothing you could ever do with what comes on the bottom would ever affect going back in. But with a flywheel, you can just keep spinning it and you keep adding force to it or energy to it. And whatever you do, your your emotions will cause it to spin faster and keep spinning. Well, we, we're talking about patience. So we are live with people. So if anybody has a comment or suggestion about patience and what do you think about it, um, you know, maybe you can just chime in. I mean, this is an open discussion with everyone, so uh, join us. Um, but, but I listen, I mean, it's funny because you started with ha, you know, happy Ramadan and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so believe it or not, I mean, it, it, for us is a, a practice of patience because I mean, you're supposed to be so patient, it's not even funny, not only about food, but also about behavior, about attitude. And things like that. I mean, obviously, we're not going to the religious aspect of it, but just from a uh, a behavioral, you know, spin on on the month, it is it is literally rooted in 
the patient's concept. And uh, you know, let's say if someone literally, I mean, don't don't try this, but <laughs> someone comes at my face right now, starts cursing. There's a good chance I'll walk away. I'm not going to argue with them and things like that because it supposedly that you lose your reward. So so you don't want to you know lose your day for. Uh, you know, a dumb thing as you walk away. So it teaches you a little bit of, of that. You do that every day, right? That's exactly right. So, so, so while, while the month is, is a religious in, in, in perspective, you know, the idea behind it is actually something we can use long-term, right? And it's not supposed to be uh, a minute. It's not supposed to be a temporary stage. It's supposed to be something to your point daily that we all have the ability to control the ability to be patient. And yes, um, Sometimes there's nothing you can do about things. You're not going to change things. You're not going to get things your way all the time. And so you do have to have a level of patience. When you're on the phone, you're going to go on hold. Well, there's nothing you can do. There's 10 people ahead of you. You know, I hate when someone, for example, you're on the line and someone wants to cut the line. That's like one of my pet beefs. I mean, I go crazy when someone does that. You know, dude, you know, if you're in a rush, <laughs> you come back tomorrow, maybe, you know, and, and not be on rush the next day. But but the idea is you should have landed earlier, right? I mean, that's called planning. And uh, know that you're not the only one in line. But I mean, it, it goes beyond this concept. But but patience is 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 huge. I think it's a lost art. Um, and not, every, every, not everybody can, because we live in a, a rapid society. I think we want everything. But it's like right through. <laughs> you want in and out. You know, instant gratification. We have a we have a thing in our religion, and it's seventy times seventy. Forgive. So that means I'm only supposed to give you four. I'm only supposed to forgive you four thousand nine hundred times. So most people say to me, "Okay, John. So after four thousand hundred times, you don't have to forgive me." I said, "That's right." Well, how are you going to keep track of it? See, that's the problem. You don't keep track of it. It's just you only have to give forgive four hundred times, but. The mythology is you're not going to keeps track of it because after five seven, oh, how many times did I forgive you? Is it a thousand? Is it three hundred? Like I don't know. I don't know too many people that have a little counter and say, "Okay, I'm going to start counting. I'm only going to give forgive four nine hundred times. When you get up to that, I'm done with you." <laughs> That's like our philosophy of turning the other cheek. Well, how many times do you turn the other cheek? I mean, if this cheek got hit, that you get. How many times do I turn it? I guess it keeps keep turning. No, you only got two cheeks. The second time is going to be at the end of it. <laughs> well, you keep turning. You're supposed to keep turning because by the time you turn, that cheek's supposed to recover by the time you go to the other cheek again. Interesting. Well, I mean, it, it's a, I think in, conceptually, the idea is you just stay away. <laughs> That's it. Move on. Uh, I think it's a great philosophy, but I think sometimes uh, people, they abuse that concept, uh, HH. Oh, I, I agree. Well, that's the thing. Like when you are patient, when you are quiet, when you're not reactive, you know, people take that as a weakness. They think that you're not able to give back. You're not able to react. You're not able to come back at them, which is wrong. I mean, most of the disciplined people will stay quiet, but be careful with those. You know, just because they're quiet doesn't mean they cannot go crazy. <laughs> I always say to people, don't take my kindness as a sign of weakness. Yes. Agreed. And but, it's the same but, thing. And I think people won't get that until they've been a victim. They just won't understand it. They could think about it all night long, but they really won't fathom that concept until, unfortunately, they become a victim. Then, then they react. Then they will, Chris. You know, and the other thing, too, about patience is the whole world's not about you. 
<laughs> it's about the other person. <laughs> so get off your duff and realize it's about another person. Uh, I was at an event not too long ago and I was talking to somebody and this lady never talks to anybody. So I was talking to the person. She's like, she's like, well, this person's talking to me. She's not talking to you. I'm like, oh, okay. The lady never gets intercepted messages. So I figured nobody was talking to her. And she's like, well, uh, this person was talking to me. She says, I can get messages too. I'm like, okay, go, go have a, go have fun. <laughs> People get very uh, territorial on that stuff. And I think with patience, it gives us a chance to just live in the moment. Well, but I think I think it teaches a lot of stuff. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool thing to have if you are able to have a certain level of patience, you know, again, a level because you can't possibly not give in to things right you have to eventually it's a type of temperament that you possess but you can't go like that in 24 7 you'd go crazy yeah well i mean you'll be like on the slow-mo version <laughs> people say you know when that's gonna happen well just take just step back take a deep breath take a deep breath now what was i doing and that does work you know, because it kind of takes you out of that antagonistic moment and gets you to put your attention somewhere else. But I yeah. think the big reason people don't embrace patience is because they see their situation as a dire emergency. Now, we all know most people's situations, half of them are not dire emergencies. Not even a third of them are dire emergencies. Even a tenth of them are dire emergencies. But they believe that their world is a dire emergency. And you know why they don't have patience? Because they want attention, HH. They want attention. Well, Whether they need or not, they just want attention. You know, a lot of people. Well, again, it's also how you're brought up, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think in today's society, I mean, the, the younger generation has been brought up with the idea of attention. You want something, you take a, you, you have a fit, right? And your parents will deliver. <laughs> you know, it's but like, you know. if you keep doing that, right, first of all, if your parents give in to that, well, that's shame on them. But if they keep doing that, you keep pressing that panic button. It's almost like that uh, guy who uh, cries wolf, right? Cries mm -hmm. the first time, the people, villagers all come out to help. The second time they come out, oh, we're not coming out anymore. Yeah, but the wolf's really here. Sure he is. That's it. You're done. Hey, that's so, the thing. I mean. People are creatures of habit, but I also feel that people get tired. It's a fact. You know, um, you you said it best. This is not about just you. You live in a world, you live in a society, so you have to give, you know, and, 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 and take. You know, it's got to be a two-way street. It's not just always me, 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 myself, and I. Um, and you also have to know that other people have similar needs and they can and get, you know, their own part of the world. And they need the, the services as you do. They need to have, you know, maybe an expedited process as well. So it's, it's, it's not being selfish. You know what's good about patience? It's to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Love that line, man. 
And what I've learned, HH, is the more that I push myself to become a little bit uncomfortable, the more I grow. Now, I'm not telling you to be as, you know, uncomfortable as you're sticking your head in, in, a, in an alligator, but I'm just saying to get a little bit more uncomfortable. And you'll start to realize that you'll not only be able to spring back, but you'll be able to stretch further. So next time it happens, oh, I can do that. I did that last time. But then stretch a little more and the rubber band will gain some elasticity. If you try to stretch it all at once, it would pop. But if you slowly work it, you can get a little more out of it, a few more inches out of that rubber band. Well, you know, I, I'm listening to you, but I'm, I'm thinking at the same time, the idea is really about balance, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's we all need to put ourselves into a balance format, right? It's both, you know, it's not one way. It's like, you know, you got to be in the middle. You can't just be like on one side of the, 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 the spectrum or the other. And understand that, you know, you play a role like everybody else and uh, you just got to work with that. You know what I mean? That's how I that's how I do it. I mean, I you know, you got to always think like sometimes you have to even ask the question. Um, maybe this person is going through some stuff. Right. Maybe. maybe. You know, yeah. There's always somebody going. Everybody's going through something right in their life. So the idea is you you understand that. But some people don't have the capability of understanding that other people have a life and they have emergencies and you never know who's got it worse than you you know people get pretty much put a nice facade uh not everybody plays a victim not everybody shares their personal life not everybody shares what they're going through and yet you know um it's a very interesting concept right yeah it's like they start to see this other side of the world and then you know people don't realize patients until they actually need the patients. So for example, if they have their kids and their kids are telling them to be patient, well, of course they don't wanna be patient. But now suddenly they're working on something and they're telling the kids, well, just give me a minute, I just be patient. I'm, I'm not done with this yet. When they need the patients, hmm. they start to understand it. But I think that's the wrong thing. We need to be accepting of patients, whether we're the one asking for it or were the were weren't giving patients and, and you gotta be one or the other <laughs> well at one point in your life hh i mean you're gonna be on one side of that coin i mean that that's inevitable mm -hmm. right so if you know that you're gonna be on the other side of that coin why don't you understand what that coin is and embrace it well a good example that I think everyone watching or listening right now would probably relate to is when you're driving. Yeah. I mean, you're driving or if you don't, let's say you don't drive, you use common transportation. You got to get in line. You got to get your ticket. You got to get, you know, to wait, you know, to get in all the stuff. Right. Uh, maybe there's no seat, whatever the case may be. But, but if you are in that world, you exist in it, you are active in it. You're going to know that one day at a certain point you had Similar situation. I mean, if you drive in every day, I mean, I drive all, most of the time, uh, you know, you're in traffic with hundreds, if not thousands of other vehicles and individuals. Some of them are going through emergency. Some of them are coming from an emergency. Some of them just lost someone. Some of them are just got fired from their job. Someone going to an interview. You never know what's going on in their lives, right? 
Um, some of them are going through, you know, relationship issues and they're driving. And sometimes they they cut you off, let's say, right? Uh, and we get all excited, right? You know, like, hey, we're going to swing things at them. And sometimes you give, you know, fingers and all, oh, we get all gesture, you know, bound, right? <laughs> but, but And, and, it, doesn't, and it doesn't do anything to anybody. It just gets you more upset. I always say, I don't care what people are going to do. The only thing that challenges me is if what they're going to do is potentially going to cause an accident. If you want to act like a jerk on the highway and cut me off, well, that's fine. But if what you're doing is going to potentially cause someone else and that could cause an accident, that's when I have a problem with it because I'm more concerned about how it's going to impact someone else. Well, no, but you're right, John. I mean, first of all, we cannot be reckless, right? Just because you have life circumstances, we have to be aware that you exist with others. So right. no matter what, that's why we have laws and rules and so on and so forth. I know that if you made the mistake, you're going to pay the dues, right? Let's say you are having a, the worst case scenario in your life. Doesn't mean that you're going to go and, and start hitting cars and hitting people on the road. Uh, that's not going to solve your problem. As a matter of fact, it's going to make your life a lot mis more miserable, whatever the case may be. You know. Uh, so again, there's preparations. We have to take some accountability. We've talked about accountability before. We got to be responsible in advance, meaning that whatever is happening, I got to be, be aware that it's going to have some impact. And I know that I cannot go stupid about it and do whatever I, you know, takes at that point because I am completely off, you know, completely off. Being you got to be accountable for your actions. Yes, exactly. It is not acceptable and no one is going to take it and buy it from you just because you, you feel like it. You know, and, and that's huge because if we all could be responsible for our actions, then everything would else take care of it would take care of itself. But most of the challenges on the road don't happen because of you. They have because of someone else. That is right. Well, we, we know. I mean, again, we gave the example of driving. You drive. Everybody thinks that they're the best driver on planet Earth, right? We know how to do this. Yet, accidents happen every day. Why? Is it because you were not paying attention or because somebody else was not paying attention or because you were not paying attention and someone who's not paying attention? At the end of the day, it is still you. You are behind the wheel. You got to be mindful of what's going on around you. Your circumstance cannot dictate. I mean, that's why distractions on a vehicle are a problem. Like, you know, we have tickets about phones and so on and so forth because of that. Because if you're distracted and you have an attitude, you know, and you're fighting with someone on the phone. Listen, I had a ticket once because I literally didn't pay attention. I was, this was like a long time ago. I am driving this road. The, the, the speed limit changed on the road. <laughs> literally, you know, like how they have these, these signs, you know, that where the, there's zones where the speed drops. I know. I it can change like that. Yeah, it changed like that. So I am on the phone with my boss having a, you know, a nice little heated conversation. And so so I am just going crazy. I'm not even paying attention to speed. Now, there's no one on the road. Literally, it was just me. And when you have nobody on the road, you have no way of gauging how speed is, right? So I am talking. I'm like in the hypnosis status here. And then all of a sudden, I see a nice little vehicle with 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 the police sign on <laughs> next to my right. And I, I'm, it was it became like almost a slow motion. Think about this. This is how it looked. I was like doing this, you know, like as I'm driving. And I just drove right by him. He comes in, woo, <laughs> pull over. I mean, he didn't say that. He just pulled over. So I pulled over. He was like, dude, you, you just you were going like ten. You know, I, I forgot. It was like 55. I was doing like 66 or 67. I forgot what that just because I was like literally on the 65, you know, area. You know, so I'm going just barely before, you know, ahead of it. Next thing I know, I was like literally like 12, you know, miles ahead of the speed limit. And it was just like that. 
I wasn't in my mind because I was literally not focused. And that's exactly what happened. Now, that's a minor thing. I didn't hit anybody or got into trouble. You got a ticket. It was literally the only violation in my 30 plus years of drive. And so even the judge said, you know what? Um, it's not going to be a big deal. You know, I think it was like I paid a, a small fine. That was it. No points or nothing. But 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 the idea is, you know, that was one thing. Now, you can we see stories. We hear stories about people paying attention, getting distracted. And next thing they ram into somebody. They ram into a wall. They hit, uh, you know, a vehicle in front of them. I mean, the, you know, we talk about not texting while you're driving. I mean, that's a very dangerous practice, right? I think a lot of us make that mistake. And it takes a split second to go onto your text to look. And that's the split second when someone stops in front of you. Yeah, exactly. There is no way for you to come back from that. And then now there's a good chance you're going to hurt someone, but you're going to hurt yourself. At best, you're going to hurt your vehicle and the other vehicle, and you're going to get your insurance problems. And now it's going to cost you in a long run points. There's that. More, money. More, More, money. More money. More money. And aggravation, because now guess what? You're not going to be any happier. <laughs> I mean, the way I look at it, you're going to get more excited, not happy. You know, and you're gonna get very pissed off. And so now, what did what happened? Nothing. So you hello? got you got more frustrated. The situation got more frustrated. You got more trouble because of what you did, yep. and your insurance might go up. Oh, or get canceled. it might. It will get up. <laughs> you know, there's no. That's one thing. And I, by the way, I know the show is is worldwide, and people are probably gonna say, well, maybe that doesn't work enough to. I think most of the world has some sort of rule right now where if you did something like that, you're going to affect you, whether through fines, uh, in some places, maybe even jail. I don't know. So, so folks, it, it, it's, you know, again, we talked, we started this discussion about being patient and having a balance and knowing when to, you know, react. But, but everything, if you're not able to have this discussion, let's say on the example of the road, guess what? You know, stop that call, find, call the person later, pull over and have a nice fight with them. <laughs> that's it you know argue with them what you want and then go on i mean Let, let's think about this hh let's think for a moment if everybody was to just recall back the day i mean right now we're at the end of our day it's just almost uh it's uh our show's on a little different time tonight a little after six and let's think for a moment from when we got up if we could replay our day and we ask mm -hmm. ourselves this question you don't have to tell me you don't have to tell hh could there have been times today that you could have been more patient? Can you go through that? And now that you know that you could have been more patient, what can you do next time or do tomorrow to make sure that you are more patient? Because the problem is people fall into a habit, a pattern. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I said, yeah, well, how do you break that pattern? How do you break that habit? That well, pattern you created that habit. You know, John, I you, that's that's a perfect question. Everybody watching right now, listen. By the way, any day you see this this show, you watch this show, this question will be relevant because for that day that you happen to watch it or listen to it, it's gonna be relevant. We can we can literally use that. I, I love what you said because if I actually just add the question, can, could I possibly be in a little bit more patient? Yes. I think in every situation, that's what happened. I mean, I'll give you a good example. You get into a fight. Now, as you know, I, I, I've been in martial arts. And one thing that, you know, you train to fight, but actually you train never to fight. That's See, true. You know, the, the ideology behind it, you train, you're ready to fight. You're capable of fighting. You're but you don't. Fight, but you're not trained to actually instigate and fight unless you have no choice. You, all, so, you only fight, since I said you only fight if the fight comes after you. You try to deflect, you try to stop it. 
But if it doesn't, if it doesn't leave you, then you have no choice to fight. Then you fight. Oh, it's a life-threatening situation, yeah. and you have no choice, or you got to save a life. There's there's different levels, but but even with that, you got to always be aware of the law, the rules. Is it self-defense? Is it extreme? Is it light? Did you use the wrong stuff? Anyway, so so you're aware of these things. So in in that aspect of it, right? If we get into a fight, you know, it's it's gonna end up quick. It doesn't matter, even if you don't know how to fight. You know, you never actually sparred or got into any a, a real training fighting type of concept. But anyone, you put two people together, I think everybody, as soon as they're born, you know, they they know how to just grapple and grapple on each other and push each other. So let's say that minimum, people are gonna get to that reaction. Now, what happens? One gets, you know, the other hurt, or vice versa, they get hurt themselves. If they had to stop one second. One second or, or, or split second to think about, whoa, is it worth it? No. But that's the point. We're taking the time right now to pause and reflect before we take an action. When you're impatient, it's kind of like an impulse buy, right? You're in the store and you know all those stupid things at the register that you don't need and don't want. They're all terrible for you. Uh, yet you buy them because of an impulse. So... If you said to yourself, look, self, I know I'm impatient right now. What I need to do is step back for a minute and I need to ask myself, what am I really doing? What consequence is going to happen by me rushing? Because once I do something, I can't take it back. You can't. That's the thing. I mean, let's put it this way. One movement can have, you know, a devastating effect. Let's say you push someone. It took one second. You just reacted. You pushed someone. You tripped. Yeah. You fell. Now, many people actually hurt themselves or hurt somebody or killed somebody and wound up in jail or even death row if you, you happen to live in, in a place where there is such a thing, right? It's And then you're like, what the hell did you just do? Most of people's reaction is because they're impatient. And then the next thing you know, they do something they regret for a long time. Now, we talked about minor stuff, violations, and fines and stuff. But this could be life or death. It could be, you know, losing your family because you are now in jail. could be anything. Now, obviously, we're not promoting here to be the peaceful type 100% or the quiet type 100%. You got to be who you are. But but there's a level. I mean, we talk about, for example, we talk, we, see, we hear this a lot in the news, uh, cops, police brutality, this, that, the other. You know, we don't know. Half of the stories behind all these things that we hear most of the time, right? First of all, if if anybody knows anything about law enforcement, they don't just pull you over without reading your stuff and knowing your your, your sheet. If something comes up like I'm uh, dangerous, you know, whatever you have, you know, position of uh, you know firearms or you know assault aggravated, whatever on their their little portfolio they're going to show, they're going to come up with a different answer, you know you know uh, attitude. But even them, you know they are trained to de-escalate if they can. They're not there to just do something, right? Uh, it's everyone has the same ability. We can all de-escalate our level of tension. You know, yes, we are excited. That's why even you, like this can happen also in business. You have a bad decision, you have a bad day and you make the wrong decision. You know, yeah. don't make decisions when you're angry. I mean, that's that's rule number one. We make decisions sometimes ad, ad hoc, you know, just like, you know, like that, like spur in a moment, boom. And then, like, what what was that about? What was that about? Exactly. And like, look what happened today. We thought we were done with the school situation, right? I'm not sure if you heard this. It was a big trending thing this afternoon about uh, maybe around two-something. Three children, three adults killed in the Nashville school shooting. 
it's, another it's, one i i can't get over that man that's that's crazy it's it's not nice i thought to... we were done i thought we were done with this nonsense and and there's still crazy people out there i, I don't understand this uh john you 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 and and trillions of well not trillions but you and a few billion people on this planet would not understand that um it's it's unfortunate but some of these folks they really think this is a game yeah it's it's and and really i mean you could probably look at it from you know a camera lens it's like a game <laughs> you know but these are real lives and but but it it takes a whole different mindset to actually get people to do that right but but it is it is their reaction, their anger, whatever it is, there's definitely something that flips and then it affects lives. A 28-year-old used two assault-type rifles and a pistol to fatally shoot six people. I, I, I don't have words for that. There are no words. It's, it's sick. Sickening. That's that's what I mean. You ask why our churches, our schools, our synagogues, we have cops there because of nuts like this. And it's get, it's getting worse by by by. It's not. I just don't understand why it's getting worse. That's the part I'm trying to fathom. In studying psychology for a long time, I don't understand why somebody would want to hurt people, and why now after all this protection that we still have this problem. Well, you know. The why we cannot answer. Uh, the measures that are taken, I mean, they're taken. I mean, my kids' school, there's cops inside, there's security, there's, yep, yep, yep. there's all stuff. But it's it's one thing to prepare for a thing, and no one is prepared when it actually happens. You know, you can have all the measures in place, but when an idiot comes out, you know, with their mind totally lost and they're ready for bad things. They do it. They're willing. I mean, first of all, these guys are literally just, just out there. They know they're probably not coming out of it. There's a good chance they're not going to come out, you know. And so they do this stuff. And without any, you know, the decisions already made, they're doing this. They're taking action. And the action is going to be detrimental. It's going to be devastating. And it's going to change things, you know, in how it is. Like when my kids go to school, at the shortest, the smallest thing that happens, you know, we are concerned. You know, we get these. these Somebody little, drops a pencil on the floor. I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like you know, there's something going on. The the school is on lockdown, and then this and the worst case, they send you that text like you know, you know, there has been this and that. You know, the school is on lockdown. The children are okay. You and know. usually, it's nothing. Usually, it could be something as simple as uh It might not even be a problem, but because of the media and the society, they they alarm people. Well, again, at the end of the day. It's awareness, right? They share the information. Now, the media is another story. I mean, obviously, it's news, right? You gotta, it's breaking news. It's good. It's good for money. It's good for business, good for ratings, right? You know, they get more views than, than you and I get, right? <laughs> but that's okay. You know, that's their job. But at the end but of the day, that's a different kind of news. That's, that's, that's bleeding news. And that's not news that people want to hear. That's two's news that they have to hear. And they're only hearing because it concerns them. But it's not news they want to actually hear. They want to listen to it, but it's not news they would like to hear. Let me put it that way. Well, I, I agree with you, you know, but unfortunately, you don't have a choice. They, yeah, you do have a choice. You can switch the channel, you know, go with something else. Right. But but it is intriguing when you see something like that. Everybody is into it. Now, you add to it the social part that is happening. Now, when there's anything going on, everybody's in the bandwagon with it. So everybody's 
taking snapshots and everybody's doing their TikToks and, you know, posts and, you know, discussions about it. So it gets a little larger scale, you know, and it's almost, it goes viral basically. And it's like fuel. It adds up more and people get more angry. And now you have people that can be reactive and then there's emotions and there's all kind of, you know, stuff that can happen. Now you have people that are completely like, you know, anti each other, you know, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And it goes nuts. But again, we're, we're starting a discussion about being patient, being, you know, balanced. And when we you went all three 180 here. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but it all starts. I mean, think about it. If we all are taking a minute to to think before we act, if we all take a, a deep breath and just. We like tried you, that at the beginning of the show. I told people to take a deep breath. You, you did. If we did that, I think a lot of things can change. If we just think about what is my action going to do? What is the ramification of my steps? Whatever I'm taking right now, whatever I'm doing right now, whatever I'm thinking is going to do X, Y, Z. Is that even something that I want to be considering? Would I want that to happen to me or someone that's dear to me? You know, so, and these are things that can go in a, in a split second in your brains. These are not just, you know, it sounds longer when we say them, but in your mind, it's like, it's a, it's just a parsec, you know, you know, concept. It's in and out. You can right, use, right, right, right. It's a, the split moment decisions that can make or break things. Uh, and again, you went to the extreme level of attack because that's something that just happened today. And it's yeah, yeah, that's not something we can celebrate. That's something we can mention every day. I mean, that's yeah. terrible. Uh, well, it's becoming a you know a very common topic. I mean, you don't go months before you know another event you know or tragedy like that occurs. It's not even you know now. It's like oh, it's a thing of the past, and it's a decade in between. This is like every other place, and and it's sad. It's schools, it's kids. It, it's that kind of thing. And, and, you know, you would never, when you look at the profiles of these folks, you know, you would never think that they would be capable of such thing. But yet they do. Some of these folks, they even claim things they in advance that, you know, they, they share their opinion. And sometimes it could be something as simple as they didn't like the teacher. I mean, there are lots of reasons. Uh, we had a, a person locally that decided, I don't know if I told you this, three years ago, he blew up our church. We're supposed to get our new church, not this 4th of July, but next 4th of July. He just blew up our church. He just set up on fire. Now, granted, we didn't have smoke, uh, like fire things, so that's our, but again, the church was built in the 70s, so, you know. So yeah, you can say, well, gee, if we had that, it wouldn't have burned to the ground, but I get it, but. But but see, now, now you added another level of crazy. You know, hurting, arson, all the stuff is wrong, no matter how you slice it. Now, now you're talking about that. You're talking about a house of worship, and and it's becoming more relevant in house of worships across all faiths, right? There's always something that goes in one of those over the years, somewhere around the world. Why? People are just so extreme. They just like they even, lose even it. your places of of play, like your your stadiums, your airport. I mean, not so much there, but even your stadiums and stuff. They're trying to go after mass places. That's what they're trying to do. And they're trying to catch people that are not alert. So at a football game, you're not alert. At an airport, you're very alert. You could better believe you're alert. So uh, school, they're alert. So I was surprised that they would go after a school. Well, again, yes and no. Because like yes I, and no, I, they did. No, no, I'll tell you. Like you said, schools are alert. But when someone is coming in, blazing, right? That alert level is is split seconds. Now, I mean, ultimately, you know, it stops at a certain point, but 
to what degree the impact was, the damage was, right? If well, someone the question to- I have, though, is how did the person get into school? That's my question, number one. And number two, was this a student or who was this? Because the, the doors should have been locked to that school. Like, I know all schools around here, we can't even get into the lobby until they know who you are. You know, it's sad that you say that, but you're right. I mean, I, I cannot get into my kid's school unless I put my ID and wait, you know, in, in a yeah. nice little. Yeah. But believe it or not, most of these schools, if you go back and, you know, they have different doors that are open. These, and the kids know that. The students know that. They know what doors are open at what time. You know, the parents and the people, normally they would know. They would go through the main doors. But some of these guys that are probably frequenting the same space, they'll do that. So it's in malls. It's all over the place. But again, you know, you cannot, we cannot get into the mind of crazy. And unfortunately, um, as a matter of fact, we've covered this topic with Dr. Heim, you know, in terms of psychiatry and, and you know, some of the stuff. There's so much and stuff. I have, and doing. I have Dr. Nuccitelli, a good friend of mine who's been on my show many times. And we talk about the mind all the time. You know, these yeah. people, they have, um, they have conditions that we can't figure out. There's well, something can. wrong. You can't. Well, first of all, you have to have something within you that's wrong and again it, it stems from anger issues it stems from you know you have a bad day but you have a bad day or you just that yeah, doesn't it. mean you're gonna blow up a school because you had a bad day i agree with you but, but tell that to those guys they don't believe in that they don't they're not thinking i mean their thought process is gone the logic the rationale is just and, and how do you let that type of weapon get in a school like where is the technology to scan for guns when people are coming i mean they came in with pretty big guns. How did they get into the school? Yeah, John, you know, I've seen schools with, you know, detectors, but not all, you know, parts of the states or parts of the world have detectors and metal detectors for, for guns and stuff. I mean, you know, in, there are parts of, for example, I've been, you know, into certain areas in New York where they, you had to go through a detector. Yeah. Uh, this was a while ago. I'm not sure if they still have them now or not, but that was, that was when New York City was a little crazier. Uh, but but again, it doesn't matter. I mean, these these things are happening in suburban you know areas too, not just in metropolitan areas. So and these are areas that you probably cannot think of that this will happen. But then again, you have you know road rage. Someone comes out and stabs somebody. Someone comes out and shoots somebody. You know, I, I remember the movie uh, Out Out for Justice with Steven Seagal. It was like in like eighty nine or ninety. And that there was a scene about this guy who was who was completely like losing it, and and he's just a lady was screaming at him. He comes and pops her up, you know, right there, which was crazy as a scene. I, that that freaked the shit out of me when I saw that 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 is yeah. that movie. You know, it's funny because I, I I was in Florida at that time. I was moving to New York, and that was like a movie I watched before I came to New York. That scared the hell out of me. I was like having second thoughts about moving up to New York. <laughs> now here's a very interesting thing. Now we always think it's a male that does it, right? Guess what today's shooting was? Female mass shooter. That's a new one. They said they're not as popular. It was a 28-year-old woman, opened fire, and fatally shot three students and three staff members at a small private Christian elementary school in Nashville. The shooting today is a stark reminder that mass shootings are not exclusive to men alone. Well, listen, um, lunacy is not a trait for man, male or female. They've got no gender. I mean, right. you know Bonnie and Clyde as a couple. <laughs> We've watched the born, uh, you know, what is that, natural born killers. 
I mean, I'm just giving some funny, you know, examples, some some historical, some 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 fiction stuff. But at the end, the, the idea, there's no reason to to differentiate. When someone loses a fuse, they lose a fuse. They pop a fuse, they pop a fuse. It doesn't matter who they are. Um, it's wrong no matter how you slice it. It's wrong no matter what belief you believe in. It's wrong what age you're in. It, it, we know it's wrong. And people know it. And, and I guarantee you, this person, if you go back to their psyche, a month ago, two months ago, maybe they were not in even the mind. Now, some people can plan these things long time. I mean, so I'm, they have you know, a statistic on these people. Yeah. 73% of school mass shooters had a known history of childhood trauma. Okay. 85% showed signs of a crisis in the days and weeks leading up to the shooting. 92% were suicidal prior to the shooting or committed suicide during the shooting. 93% com uh, communicated their plans ahead of time, most commonly to a classmate that they were going to shoot or kill. 86% showed a high degree of planning before the shooting, as 64% showed an interest in previous mass shootings and studied them so they could have their own. Yeah. That, that's, that's amazing that we have a breakdown on, <laughs> on the psyche and everything. And, and the sad part is, like to your point, some people have claimed some sort of an action before the action happened. They even talked about it, you know, or they, they, they joked about it, and yet no one pays mind to them. And then the rest of it is history. And, you know, now you have six families that are grieving, a community that's grieving, and it's just not fun. But this is going to change the, the stats now because, see, up until a certain point, the people were always trained that it was males, okay? Less than 5% of the cases were were females. Now that this happened, this is going to change the rules across the country that, hey, even the ladies coming in, they could be a problem dropping off their kids. They weren't really singled out. Now this is going to change the, the, the profile. Well, all, it, uh, all, all what we need to be aware is that you, you don't have to look a certain look or, or, or a certain height, a certain gender, a certain belief, a certain color, whatever, to do this. There's, there's crazy in every single walk of life, and it's sad. And again, uh, I think it's got to do with how we live. It's it's the environment. It's maybe the food. I don't know. It's There's just too it, much. Is it the water that people are drinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is there is a recall on some some of the water, like tap water around the, the Pennsylvania, I think, or maybe some. My water is RO filtered seven times. So I don't... <laughs> but it just, it just gets me because... Usually when they do some of this, they're like either trying to prove something or they're mad and they want to go after something. See, that's the problem. Usually these people are mentally disturbed. Well, listen, you pass, you cannot possibly be sane and, and, and act in that way or take action that will take lives. No one in their true mind will take life. Uh, it, it's not you have to be completely lost. This has to be gone before you can even consider that. We all get excited. We all get angry. And we talk, we start about anger and, and about being patient. Doesn't mean that people go crazy and start swinging at everybody, you know, in their face when, when they just get angry. It doesn't work that way, you know. And I think 99% of the cases, people get diffused on their own and just calm down eventually. Most of the people, you know, they take some time and they can, they kind of cool off. Exactly. So, but, so, but it, it's one instance, and then we have devastating results. Tragedy. Um, but it also means that our rules for schools are going to change. I mean, I thought our rules were pretty good, but that also means that the rules need to be tightened. So maybe that means that schools need to have a tighter lockdown. 
Or maybe that means that all schools need to lock all their doors from nine to five. Well, um, they're supposed to be, though. That's the part that, you know, I don't get. Now, if you have an ID and you belong to that school. There's a well, I as a 28 year old person. So we don't know. If that is somebody, it's probably could be a teacher, could be somebody, could be somebody that works there. We don't know. That hasn't come out in the wash yet. Well, again, this is all breaking news. Still, still, it just broke news. this afternoon at two, two o'clock. Yeah. So that there, there's still more to come on that. But, but again, the topic of today is about being patient, about consider being considerate, um, knowing that you know you don't exist alone in this world. And but, but, I, but I do. Exist. Since we're talking about patience, I do wanna, I do want to stress something since we have this 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 uh anomaly that happened today mm. um and that is basically run hide fight so in the case of something like this an assailant you want to try to run and get away first that's number one the next thing you want to do is you want to hide now by hiding i don't mean just hiding under a desk i mean going somewhere in a room propping some furniture against the door so there is not an easy chance for somebody to get in there. Um, and then the last thing is obviously if you can't run, you can't hide, got to get ready to fight. And so not fight like you're going to, and this was hard for me to understand, not fight like you are going to just hurt them, fight like you're going to kill them. And that's a hard thing for me to grasp. But when you realize that it's either you or them, you have to change your motive. If somebody's coming to kill you and you have a fire extinguisher, like, well, I'm just going to hit him over the head. No, I'm going to smash him in the heart. I'm going to do whatever. I can. And that sounds bad. But in the same token, it is more than self-defense because you tried to run. You tried to hide. Now, there's different levels of things you can do. Some people might say, hey, gee, I'll just spray it in somebody's eyes and incapacitate them. That's fine. As long as you can do that and get the hell away, you're fine. But if you're going to do that and that's going to buy you a minute or two, don't do that. You want to incapacitate that person so they're down on the ground so they can cause no harm to you. And I think a lot of the people I've talked and I've coached are like, oh, well, John, I don't want to hurt the person. Yeah, well, they're going to hurt you. They might kill your whole family. They might kill your whole classroom. So run, hide, fight, RHF. And I even tell people to practice in drills where you're playing with real paint guns. And literally, you're in a situation because you can never prepare enough for something like this. Uh, in my training, I went to different videos they did. and. I got to tell you, very lifelike, very lifelike. You don't realize how you have to put your mind in a mental state. Because if you don't, they're going to overpower you and they're going to win. You know, it's, thank you for sharing that because I, I did have, we had a couple of shows and discussions prior with some safety uh, specialists. And there are courses that are available for people to actually do, to your point, to video remote stuff and some of them are physical training where you actually get to to train in these these situations to be aware and and you know again if your job uh, that does maybe entail something like that where you can be exposed to something you know you should consider that uh, 
actually we we were in um i was in a company and they did actually uh active shooter drills yeah exactly so so where you actually get a real uh scenario that is simulated scenario and and you get people that walk in and claiming that's that's the whole thing but it's all orchestrated with the law I, i've been through those those are very chilling yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, v- it's very chilling. And uh, you're using real guns that don't shoot, but they're like paint guns. What? But but it's it's done with law enforcement just to be for yes. the people watching. Understand that these are not done. You know, when corporations do these exercises, they do do, uh, do them with the local law enforcement and sometimes even federal agencies to, to do these live drills in corporations and large buildings, especially if they are close to or proximity, because where, where my office was. We were literally in a downtown area, you know, across the street from uh, a court and, and and some of the the city, you know, uh, facilities. So it was definitely uh, a building, and it was a mall. So so the training was what the drill was was real, and you know, and and again, they have multiple of these things that happen over time. So, so in your office tomorrow, you want to make sure you find out if there isn't a plan already on your wall. How would you get out? What are multiple ways that you could get out of your building? If this, if this, if this way was blocked, what would you do to get out? If there is a window open up, people say, oh, John, I don't want to jump. It's too hot. Okay. I hear what you're saying. So rather you have a broken leg. Okay. Then you be dead. So you got to make a choice there. And sometimes it's jumping out of a window, a strategic. So you got to kind of know your risks. Uh, Maybe it's a plan of having uh, hideaway ladders. But planning, because those that plan survive. Those that say, oh, gee, you know, I'm here. Oh, never thought about this before. Let's, what are we going to do? And it's too late. Your mind's just shot. Well, again, safety prevention. I mean, you, you, you know, you need to, to have uh, these, these concepts in part of your life. You're going to have to have, you know, uh, uh, drills that are more occurring. And you all know the big one, ladies and gentlemen, stop drop and roll (laughs) how many people do you know that actually know enough to drop all the way to the ground before they roll not many not many and that one little tip could save your life another tip is just making sure you put your hand on the door before you open it make sure that the 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 temperature is not warm on the other side of the door they sound like common sense but making a mistake on this could cost you your life or take away minutes from the life that you may not have. Hey, listen, uh, safety is always first, as we say, right? Safety is first. And and again, being aware, being prepared, being trained doesn't take anything from you. Uh, you know, it's especially if you have a family, uh, especially if you're in, in a facility and uh, you do have people that you're responsible for, that can also be, uh, you know, something important to actually, you know, pay mind to and, and, and take take really take it serious uh, again like i said i mean um there are a lot of agencies and groups and and, and services that provide these types of uh, trainings and they're pretty good trainings i mean they they'll give you some eye-opening tricks and and, and tips that can save lives literally never realized that the stuff in my office you never think about them being a weapon but when I your do. life is <laughs> when your life is on the line you quickly start to realize things that could be a weapon to save your life. Oh, well, that, that's a whole different topic. And, you know, talking to a martial artist, everything in, in, in a room can be converted to something that you can utilize. 
But yeah. most people don't know that, HH. They don't know that agree, an no. object could be used or repurposed for something to save their life. And I say this to you, the biggest one I tell people is the fire extinguisher because everyone has a fire extinguisher in their home or in their office all over the place. And you could easily go grab one of those and they're heavy and they can cause a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Well, at best, you can just spray that stuff and, and, and just collect. Well, yes, you can do that, but that'll only temporarily incapacitate them, not permanently. Well, no, it if gives you, you enough time to run. It gives you time to hide. It gives you time to... Yeah, so if you hit them with it and you hit them hard, oh, that's you could thing. break something and they're definitely not coming up because you don't want them coming up. You don't know how <laughs> strong me, they are. <laughs> I uh, do not want to mess with you, dude. <laughs> This is my first responding trainer training. Uh, it, it's a very different mentality. You have to switch a gear inside yourself. Like, hey, it's fight or flight. Like, I got to survive. Yep. Again, it's it's a reality of things. I mean, we live in an uncertain world, and uh, there are certain you know things that can happen with. Like, you know, it's you know, it's funny. I I am into this so much that wherever I am. Literally, and this is a true thing that I'm sharing now. You know, whether I'm in a mall, whether I'm in um, a store, in the street, I'm always kind of like looking as to like what would be the worst place right now? What could happen now if something happened? How do I react? And I just ask those questions to myself as soon as I get into any place. And it's like, you know, when you go to the movies, right? The first thing they say, make sure you know what your exits are, right? When well, we you even go to a, a meeting in a building. Yeah. And and I and I yell at the team a lot of times. I'm like, you know, when you have a meeting and somebody's like, uh, let's say we have um, a visiting group. First thing you gotta do is say, you know, thank you for coming. I just want to let you know there are two exits on each side of me. We'll take this stairway here. We'll take the second right, the first left. Go up to the blacktop and we'll wait for further assistance. In the event that door is broken, we'll make a right. We'll go down the second right, make our first left, and off to the blacktop on the right. Anybody have any questions? Our restrooms are located to the left. To the right is where you'll find something or whatever. So, but people, something as simple as that, they don't get. And I think it's because it's almost like on the plane, right? I mean, I pay attention, but how many people do you know pay attention on the plane to those demonstrations? <laughs> Not many people. I could probably recite every single one of those things on the plane. I take that very seriously. You doing the next kid? You know, you you you're gonna be up the next one and, and giving the instructions. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny as you said. You know, the the concept uh, that that we're talking today about was patience. Yeah. But, but right now, you we're talking almost the other side of it, which is panic. You know, because because most of the human beings would react with a panic button instantly when something is occurring or bad things happen and the difference between life and death is not panic i mean again it's easy said and done and you know someone can say well it's easy for you to sit on the seat right now and on a show and just say about it but panic is your most dangerous enemy no matter where you are panic in anything whether it's in business relationship in in a, in a situation of danger, panic, panic can actually stifle your oxygen and, and cause your success to dwindle. There you go. And, and again, that's the thing: no panic. You know, you're not going to do anything. I mean, you got to have to be lucid at all times. Panic takes all that away from you. You're not seeing. I agree. Life. You're you're completely blinded. You're completely off. 
your your judgment is completely the least level you can possibly imagine and so everything that's going to happen is going to happen quick and if you're just you panic you're probably going to run against you know you got to run exactly where the action is and you shouldn't be you know uh, this can happen i mean you know disasters can happen we're not even you know today is a, a, a tragedy but disasters are natural things can happen you know we have snow you know storms blizzards we have tornadoes we have hurricanes we have earthquakes things can happen all the time floods you know there's two things you know it's if you hear a sign you hear something that's happening you got to be somehow aware what next steps will be if you just lose the cool right there it's over forget it forget it you make a very good point and that is when you're about to panic take a breath hmm. and say what are my options because that moment that you paused right there could be the difference of your life yeah well at least you you think it's straight you gotta like think well what's my next move and that's the other thing if you have people family friends you know mm -hmm. uh home specifically you should have you know some drills on what happens if this what happens if that you know i'm, I'm gonna give you a, a joke and it's not mm -hmm. a joke. i have an inflatable one of those inflatable boats like two of them in ready all the time there is a flood I pop them up, you know, before, you know, with, when I hear it's a flood, I'm ready for them. You pop them up. You Now you can actually at least be above water. You know, it's a simple thing. It's I mean, it sounds stupid, but to me, it's oh. like, I got, I got a, you know, a bag out bag, you know, ready with some key, key stuff that you need. You never know. And yes, you know, you prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I, I have I have my first responder bag ready all the time, a couple of them. You never know um what you need what type of stuff you need extra things you need and and you know being prepared has never hurt anybody listen fail to prepare plan to fail right yeah 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 prior yeah, planning yeah. prepares yeah. poor performance anyway so so you know we we've we've kind of gotten through to your point a whole 380 here you know concept but it's patience patience people patience is a virtue uh maybe we can take the virtue part of it but just be patient be lucid be aware, be, uh, you know, calm, collected, um, don't lose your cool, never panic. I mean, that would be like the summary of today's topic. Yep. So just keep yourself in check and use a level head and other people will do what you do. Be the leader so other people can follow you. That's wise, dude. <laughs> We're almost out of time here, HH. Where does the time go? It flew. It was <laughs> it was an interesting discussion. I think it's valuable. Um, hopefully, you know, some people can. And by the way, it's a reminder. This is not something that's new to most of the people watching and listening, but it's always good to remind ourselves about things. And uh, I agree. It's it's a discussion, but it's a good it's a healthy discussion. And it's it's in your mind, outside of the mind. This is just a repeat of things that we already know. The more you know about it, the more it gets into your subconscious and you react to it. Believe it or not, you never know. Maybe we'll have this conversation and something happened to someone around the world and maybe something that we said here sparks a reaction that is positive and because of that, they're able to to, to do the maybe it save Maybe it helps them save their life. Exactly. And so that's all there is to it, folks. It's all about you know enlightenment, sharing the values, sharing insights and stuff. So we close in today, uh, John. What do you think? Yeah. Well, guys, it has been an amazing blast being with you guys today. And um, I just want to leave you with the thought that 
patience is important. And patience is also one of the top selling points of having an A-team. Um, because any A-team that has patience will become successful. That's it. We're That's done. it. That's it. <laughs> All right, folks. Have a great one, everyone. Take it easy. Bye for now. Bye-bye.